0: Hi peeps. It's Nock and Ricardo.
1: And we are Thinking Cube.
0: We are Thinking Cube, a podcast created by Nock and Ricardo to talk about our journey to becoming better people.
1: We will talk about how to improve yourself, how to improve your relationships with your family, your friends, and others.
0: And just generally talking about how to live a more humanly human life.
1: Last week, we spoke about types of people in the community, and it inspired us to talk about this topic this week, which is how we can properly love ourselves.
0: If you haven't listened to it, I'll give you a quick review of it. There is four types of people in a community. First type of person is somebody who brings suffering to themselves. Second type of person is somebody who brings suffering to other people. The third person is somebody who brings suffering to themselves and to other people. And the fourth type of person is somebody who does not bring suffering to themselves or to others.
1: So we want to kind of uh, get into. The type of person who brings suffering to themselves. We were thinking about like, what kind of person is this? How can we not fall into into this category? How we can, like, not be the, those people who bring suffering to ourselves? We're gonna talk about how we can properly love ourselves so that we can be happy and fulfill with our lives.
0: I've heard somewhere that humans are selfish beings, and that we love ourselves the most. and even the sacrifices that our parents make do not compare to how much we love ourselves. So how can we properly love ourselves if we are selfish?
1: I think that like everybody thinks that they can love themselves, right? Everybody thinks that like we, we uh, treat ourselves to a Sunday Starbucks and that like uh, McDonald's round trip and uh, I don't know what not, right? And we buy ourselves, you know, the best tech and live in the best condition and like making money to sustain our lifestyle and all of these things. But I feel like everywhere we look, everywhere we see, even within you and me. Right. Mm -hmm. Ricardo, I feel like sometimes we still have internal struggles, internal sufferings. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if we can fully love ourselves, then why are we still unhappy? Mm -hmm. You see? Right, because I think that if you love yourself, then you need to make yourself happy. Right, but why do we still feel unhappy?
0: That's the big question, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And sometimes it's not even like this. Is just me examining like myself, right? And Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes it's not even like somebody or like something happened. I'm just on my own. Like now, I live in a very calm and peaceful environment, and there's like a, a certain part of like like certain like period of time that I feel really like stressed out or I don't know, just feel really like depressed. Like mm-hmm. really, really like a down mood and it comes out of nowhere, sort of. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder like why why is it like that? Why do I still feel like annoyed or unhappy or not at peace, not totally at mm-hmm. peace. Like I thought yeah. that I love myself, right? I thought that I made all these difficult decisions to be in an environment That is peaceful, that is low pressure, that uh, do the job that I like, Mm -hmm. do the things I love to do. And I still feel like there's some part of me, like a small part, that feels like unhappy still. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that's true for everybody. Mm -hmm. I think everybody will have some moments in their lives where they're unhappy, where they're angry, when they feel unfulfilled, Mm -hmm. right? Even when they're working at their dream job. Even when they have their dream house, their dream car, right? Because it's not about just having the right environment. Mm -hmm. It's not just about having the job that you want, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's not about all those external factors, right? Mm -hmm. There is some internal factors that will affect uh, whether or not we are loving ourselves properly. Mm Mm-hmm. So we get all these things, right? Our job, our car, things that we want. And we're very happy when we get those things. Mm -hmm. But then what happens next? Mm -hmm. Why can we maintain happiness within ourselves?
1: Mm -hmm. I remember back in high school... When, like, in the on the Isle of Man, everybody can start driving at 16. Mm-hmm. So at 16, like, a bunch of my classmates got cars. Like, got mm-hmm. a new car. Like, my school is super so nice. rich. So, like, like, everyone got, like, their the little, like, Mini Cooper. And, of course,
0: a like, Mini Cooper.
1: Yeah, like, those sort of things, right? <laughs> and in the first year, like, when they first turn 16 and they get to drive and stuff, mm-hmm. some of my friends, they love driving. They love it. They love the new car. They, like, pamper it. If I close the door a bit hard, they will be, like, super mad at me yeah just all of these things right like super super like protective of their car and like loves to drive us around Mm -hmm. but it gets to the second year where like they got sick of driving around all the time and having to like pick up everybody and like taking everybody places and stuff like like that right
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so then they start getting like really annoyed when like I would make plans or or like they have to come pick me up or something like that and i just feel like that's so like that's such a funny image because i feel like first you get what you want like Mm -hmm. you couldn't wait to get this car and grow up and drive and, like, mm-hmm. be 16 and pass the driving license and all of this, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, like just, just a quick, like, few months later, you feel like this is the most dreaded thing in the world. Like, I, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like we as humans, we are never content with what yeah. we have. You know what I mean? Like,
0: it always runs out.
1: Yeah it's all like the the happiness always runs out like mm-hmm. we cannot like maintain it for like a long sustainable mm-hmm. period of time it's always mm-hmm. like we get happy we feel happy for like 30 minutes 1 hour maximum or something mm-hmm. then something happened right like we meet like with somebody annoying mm-hmm. or like we meet mm-hmm. with a situation where like we feel angry or like like pissed off and like our peace and like happiness is immediately gone mm-hmm. right
0: yeah yeah like there is so many Examples of this like media movies things like this where somebody you're having a great day mm-hmm. And then like something happens and it totally ruins their mood.
1: Yeah,
0: like this happens It has happens to all of us, mm-hmm. right? Like we're having a great day Everything is going how we want it to go and then there's one thing that happens and it ruins the whole day
1: Yeah ruin everything well, even mood
0: you're like yeah. very angry you're upset, right?
1: I feel like if people have like 23 hours of happiness and only one hour of unhappiness a day, Mm they will still feel more unhappy yeah. than happy. And they'll
0: yeah. focus on that one hour. Yeah, you know? more
1: than the happy yeah. hours. Like, and another thing, right? I feel like the media, like, at least, like, for me, when I'm, like, scrolling through Instagram, when we ask, like, tips about how to love yourself and things mm-hmm. like that, first of all, I feel like it's always so general. Like, spend time with yourself. Like, <laughs> I don't know, make yourself a cup of tea and take a bath sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like yeah. pamper yourself. Like, the retail therapy, like all of these things, right? I Mm -hmm. just feel like it's very uh, superficial because the problem we're trying to solve here is that like the material things, the external factors bring us some happiness, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sustain our happiness. Mm -hmm. So I think the sustainable part, it comes from within. You know Mm -hmm. what
0: I mean? You know, I totally understand what you mean because we've always asked the question like, oh, what would you choose? Like happiness or a million dollars? And a million dollars can buy you the things that you want that will make you happy. And the problem with it, again, is that, you know, you'll be happy for a year, you'll be happy for a couple months, right? But at some point, that happiness that you got from those external gratification will run out as well. Mm -hmm. And then you end up at the same place, right, where you're again unhappy, Mm -hmm. right? So it's, again, a question of how can we actually maintain happiness within Mm -hmm. ourselves?
1: You know, so I think that, so because obviously, like I said, right, these external things do bring us happiness, but only for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And like the sustainable part, like it comes from within,
0: yeah. right?
1: And so like while we're like wasting time pampering ourselves and like fattening ourselves with like greasy food and like face mask, you know, shouldn't we be so that we can grow internally to have a very colorful and um, sustainable tough internal strength mm-hmm. so that we can sustain our happiness mm-hmm. you understand what i mean
0: yeah because that's the real challenge
1: yeah that's right? a real challenge right cuz i feel like it's very cliche but you have one life you only have yourself to live with mm-hmm. and you have to deal with yourself for the rest of your life yeah. so like i think like loving yourself comes first just think about this right so Every day, you wake up, you feel fresh, you feel happy, then, you know, you go to work or you meet with a person and you find this person, like, or this situation, like, extremely annoying, right? Or, like, you meet with a customer and they are giving you a lot of problems. Then you are instantly annoyed. And in that second, you immediately lost happiness. Like, Mm -hmm. in that moment, that's you not loving yourself right then.
0: Yeah, like, if you love yourself, then you wouldn't let that affect you and let it become, let it be the reason that you become angry, that you lose your happiness.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. I think that we spoke about this in another episode where this anger actually comes from like your expectation of others. Mm -hmm. Like you expect this customer to act the way you want them to, which is nicely, right? Mm -hmm. But like you cannot control these factors, right? You cannot control the outside world. The Mm -hmm. only thing you can control is how you react to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that is very like instinct for us to feel annoyed. It's very instinct to us to feel like want to like shout with them or like feeling angry. But that's what I mean. Having a internal force to -hmm. sustain our happiness. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like internally you can uh, you have a force to kind of like stop yourself from being angry and like to let go of this expectation then you will not feel angry in this situation. To kind of like let go of the expectation, then you need to build up this internal force. And to have this internal force, I think that you need to practice, right? You cannot let go of, like, something really big. Your your loved one betray you or anything like that immediately, mm. right? But you can let go of a kid talking bullshit at you. Like, what is it going to do, right? Yeah. Or, like, you know, your, your, your stupid young brother putting... Or pen in the wrong place or something mm. like that. Those are like silly things that you mm. can learn to let go of first. So I think that if we start with the small things, then we build up, build up, build up, then at some point, somebody will like stand in front of you and shout at you and cuss at you and calling you like really, really bad names. Mm-hmm. And you just there having your happiness intact, feeling like really happy and calm and not like faking it. Like you genuinely feel like mm-hmm. this person is the one who's miserable mm-hmm. this person is not loving themselves right now right mm-hmm. and you can feel that way for the other person and genuinely feel it I feel like if you just build up that internal force mm-hmm. to sustain your happiness then at some point you're going to achieve things like that mm-hmm. you know you're going to live life in a way that is more calm and peaceful and like you feel like a bigger person
0: yeah that makes sense because you go to the gym and you're not going to expect to like lift the heaviest weight in there from the first day right you have to start with the smallest set and then you build up you build up and like one day you can you know finally achieve to lift the biggest weight yeah. right yeah so it's kind of like that right like we start with the small things like babies crying on public like very small things that trigger us mm-hmm. you know like a comment on the internet that like we see it and we instantly get like agitated mm-hmm. right things like this uh we need to learn to see why is it causing us suffering. Yeah. Right? It's causing us suffering because we have the expectation that people on the internet have to be the way that we want them to be that child has to behave that we want them to be mm-hmm. that our partner has to behave the way that we want them to be mm-hmm. right That the customer has to behave the way that we want them to behave right
1: mm-hmm. you know i think that there's certain values that we should focus on building mm-hmm. to kind of like strengthen like
0: strengthen right yes yeah, so we can build up our internal strength yeah right or immunity towards this outside factors that try and take away our happiness from us yeah
1: definitely and you know what i was thinking about this kind of example that like because we live in a very chaotic constantly moving never staying in the same place right it's always moving everything is ever-changing right Mm -hmm. so if our like external is like that then if we keep our internal in a way that is very calm and unmoving mm-hmm. and like everything that is opposite of the external, like like we stay calm, we stay unmoved, we feel like steady and like, mm-hmm. I don't know how, I don't have the vocabulary to explain <laughs> this, but you you get what I mean. Like, yeah. like it's completely contrast to the chaotic and inside of us, we are like unmoved. Then we are able to face with anything. But the thing is like inside of us, we have like millions of thoughts all the time. We are always moving as well.
0: We are chaotic.
1: We are also chaotic. So we go into the world and when there's like... We We meet
0: with chaos. (laughs) Yeah, we meet
1: with chaos. We get chaotic, you know?
0: (laughs) Even more.
1: If I feel like if we can like practice choosing love rather than engaging with conflict and anger, Mm -hmm. like the world will be a much, much better place. And that's how, that's a very big step. On how to love ourselves, mm-hmm. because um, I think that we we spoke to somebody with like like a conflict they had with their parents, right? Mm-hmm. And the way they spoke about it is that they really want to confront their parents and, like, tell their parents their idea and their Mm -hmm. decisions and make them understand. Like, I just feel like that's such a weird idea to make other people understand you. Mm -hmm. Like, you can barely understand yourself. I feel like whoever say that, I understand myself. Like, they're bullshitting. Like, you're constantly changing. You Mm -hmm. are also as chaotic as the world, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) So I feel like it's such a silly idea for to make others understand you when you like can barely understand yourself. But this guy, he wants confrontation, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you choose love and just kind of like let his parents say what they need to say. Because his parents were in a situation of desperation. Like they didn't want him to leave his home, right? Mm-hmm. So... He's young, he has the power, he has the ability to move away, to leave them, everything like that. And the parents are actually in the weak situation. So if you confront them, you you don't bully the weak, right? And you confront your parents, mm-hmm. which who are the weak in this situation. That is not choosing love, you know, that's choosing anger.
0: Yeah, it, definitely, because he was bringing suffering towards himself because then he was putting himself in this situation where... He was in conflict with his parents, which is something that he didn't want to do. But he was also in turmoil because he wants them to understand. He has this uh, expectation expectation again, right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, it causes him to lose his peace, to lose his happiness. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we are chaotic beings, right? And when we meet with other chaotic people, then a lot of the time, the response we have is hatred or even Mm -hmm. revenge, right Mm -hmm. where we already got mad we already got angry we already lost our happiness but then we want the other person to also lose their happiness to Mm -hmm. also feel Mm -hmm. the same way we are feeling right yeah like really
1: annoyed mm -hmm. and triggered and everything right yeah
0: and like do we think that it's gonna stop there or like if we did that then you know
1: they are gonna like retaliate they're
0: gonna retaliate right and it's just like revenge and revenge like it's just going to just keep spiraling until we have what we have now which is this very chaotic world yeah right? and
1: i feel like that is not loving yourself in in conflict right you create more like uh you create more conflict for others to hurt you like you you create like more environment for others to hurt you then that's not loving yourself right you need to mm-hmm. when you see a conflict you need to like treat it with love or like you know, like run away or like just kind of like leave the whole kind of like environment because why would you like subject for others why would you create more opportunities for others to keep hurting you Mm -hmm. right and and you create more opportunities for you to hurt
0: so that's one value right choosing love instead of anger what else
1: so i think like obviously we need to build our tolerance right Mm -hmm. our inner strength for others and outside world's conflicts, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that to do that, we need to learn to let go of our expectations. We need to learn the value of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And we need to learn the value of patience and listening, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes other people, they they, they want to be understood. Like everybody wants to be understood, right? They want to raise their voice. They want to you to hear them. And sometimes, if you're just patient and hear them out, that is choosing love, right? Mm-hmm. That is choosing love to hear the other person, understand them, be patient with them in a situation yeah. like that. Like nobody is ever going to be angry with mm-hmm. you. you
0: know? Yeah, and a lot of the times, that's all you have to do to really end the conflict.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like just to listen. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know.
0: Yeah, I read this very touching story. That I want to share with everybody.
1: About this topic.
0: About this topic, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. Go okay. Ahead.
0: So, let's go another way. The train clanked and rattled through the suburbs of Tokyo on a drowsy spring afternoon. Our car was comparatively empty. A few housewives with their kids in town, some old folks going shopping. I guess, abyscentally, the drab houses and dusty hedgerows. At one station, the doors opened, and suddenly, the afternoon quiet was shattered by a man bellowing violent, incomprehensible curses. The man staggered into her car. He wore laborer's clothing and was big, drunk, and dirty. Screaming, he swung at a woman holding a baby. The blow sent her spinning into the laps of an elderly couple. It was a miracle that the baby was unharmed. Terrified. The couple jumped up and scrambled towards the other end of the car. The laborer aimed a kick at the retreating back of the old woman, but missed as she scuttled to safety. This so enraged the drunk that he grabbed the metal pole in the center of the car and tried to wrench it out of its sanction. I could see that one of his hands was cut and bleeding. The train lurched ahead, the passengers frozen with fear. I stood up, I was young then, some 20 years ago and in pretty good shape. I've been putting in a solid eight hours of Aikido training nearly every day for the past three years. I like to throw and grapple. I thought I was tough. The trouble was my martial skills were untested in actual combat. As a student of Aikido, we were not allowed to fight. Aikido, my teacher had said again and again, is the art of a reconciliation. Whoever has the mind to fight has broken his connection with the universe. If you try to dominate people, you're already defeated. We study how to resolve conflict, not how to start it. I listened to his words. I tried hard. I even went so far as to cross the street to avoid the Chimpira, the pinball punks who lounge around the train stations. My forbearance exalted me. I felt both tough and holy. In my heart, however, I wanted an absolutely, legitimately opportunity whereby I might save the innocent by destroying the guilty. This is it, I said to myself as I got up to my feet. People are in danger. If I don't do something fast, somebody will probably get hurt. Seeing me stand up, the drone recognized a chance to focus his rage. Aha, he roared, a foreigner. You need a lesson in Japanese manners. I held on lightly to the commuter strap overhead and gave him a slow look of disgust and dismissal. I planned to take this turkey apart, but he had to make the first move. I wanted him mad, so I pursed my lips and blew him an insolent kiss. All right, he hollered. You're gonna get a lesson. He gathered himself for a rush at me. A fraction of a second before he could move, someone shouted, Hey! It was ear-splitting. I remember the strangely joyous, quality of it, as though you and a friend had been searching diligently for something, and he had suddenly stumbled upon it. Hey! I will to my left, the drunk spun to his right. We both stared down at a little old Japanese man. He must have been well into his seventies, this tiny gentleman, sitting there, immaculate in his kimono. He took no notice of me, but beamed delightedly at the laborer, as though he had a most important, most welcome secret to share. Come here, the old man said in an easy vernacular, beckoning to the drunk. Come here and talk to me. He waved his hands lightly. The big man followed as if on a string. He planted his feet belligerently in front of the old gentleman and rode above the clacking wheels. Why the hell should I talk to you? The drunk now had his back to me. If his elbows moved so much as a millimeter, I dropped him in his socks. The old man continued to beam at the laborer. "What you been drinking?" he asked, his eyes sparkling with interest. "I've been drinking sake," the laborer billowed back. "And it's none of your business." Flecks of spittle spattered the old man. "Oh, that's wonderful," the old man said. "Absolutely wonderful. You see, I love sake too. Every night, me and my wife." She's 76 we warm up a little bottle of sake and take it out into the garden and we sit on an old wooden bench. We watch the sun go down and we look to see how our persimmon tree is doing. My great grandfather planted that tree and we worry about whether it will recover from those ice storms we had last winter. Our tree has done better than I expected though, especially when you consider the poor quality of the soil. It is gratifying to watch when we take our sake and go out to enjoy the evening, even when it rains." He looked up at the laborer, eyes twinkling. As he struggled to follow the old man, his face began to soften. His fists slowly unclenched. "'Yeah?' He said. "'I love Persian ones too.' His voice drilled off. "'Yes,' said the old man, smiling. "'And I'm sure you also have a wonderful wife.' "'No.' Replied the laborer, my wife died. Very gently, swaying with the motion of the train, the big man began to sob. I don't got no wife. I don't got no home. I don't got no job. I'm so ashamed of myself. Tears rolled down his cheeks. A spasm of despair rippled through his body. As I stood there in my well-scrubbed youthful innocence, my make this world safe for democracy, righteousness, I felt dirtier than he was. Then the train arrived I must stop. As the doors opened I heard the old man cluck sympathetically. My, my, he said. That is a difficult predicament indeed. Sit down here and tell me about it. I turned my head for one last look. The laborer was sprawled onto the seat with his head in the old man's lap. The old man was softly stroking the filthy matted hair. As the train pulled away I sat down on a bench in the station. What I had wanted to do with muscle had been accomplished with kind words. I had used Aikido in action, and the essence of it was love. I would have to practice the art with an entirely different spirit. It would be a long time before I could speak about the resolution of conflict.
1: That's a good story.
0: Yeah. Did you like
1: it? I love it. I, I think that's a really great story. Like a really a good example of how you can solve conflict with, with kindness. With right? kindness. Yeah, with love, and with and when you oh. see an angry person, mm-hmm. actually they are very, they actually very um, piteous. They are struggling. That's why they are angry. Things are not going their way, right? Mm-hmm. So they are angry, and I think that's such a good story. Yeah. Thank you, you like for it. sharing, <laughs> and thank you for sharing, Ricardo. <laughs> So, uh, I think that's, yeah. I think that story really kind of like sum up what, like our, our, our message, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we want to talk about in this topic of how to love yourself properly. It's not about pampering yourself or giving you the best food or the comfiest bed or the fastest car or the biggest house or the, like the job with the highest salary. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about developing values and tolerance and kindness and be forgiving towards yourself and others. Right. And we need to build an internal kind of strength, Mm -hmm. internal tolerance. To kind of face this chaotic world, right? Mm-hmm. By being kind of calm and collected and unmoved. And it, it will not happen in one day, right? right. It, we need to kind of work on it every day mm-hmm. and build it up every day to a point that when we face with adversity, we feel confident and loving and accepting it with an open heart rather than kind of looking at it as struggle or suffering or with anger, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think if we're able to do that, if we're able to let go of expectations for others and ourselves, I think that's the best way of loving ourselves. And it's definitely not about face mask.
0: That's it. (laughs) That's all I
1: want to say, you know. I think that's the main kind of like summary for our episode. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add?
0: Listen to us every week. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. We are on Instagram at Thinking.Cube.
1: So be sure to check us out. Give us a follow.
0: We also want to let you know that this was our 10th episode. And we want to take a little break to gather ourselves to invest more time into planning this podcast episode and really come back with a very strong second season yeah yeah season
1: two season
0: two we'll have 100 episodes
1: 100 episodes oh 100 seasons
0: 100 seasons 100 episodes 100 seasons
1: (laughs) yeah but we're just going to you know look back on the 10 episodes we've done and just see how we can be better how we can cater things better to you and just see the quality of our uh, work Mm -hmm. and see what we need to improve
0: yeah So. so
1: Be sure Stay to Stay
0: tuned. Yeah.
1: You know, be sure to follow us on Instagram at thinking.cube.
0: To keep up with the latest news.
1: Yeah, keep to keep up with the latest news.
0: And don't forget, let's get thinking cube.